BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine is a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and uh, it's February of 2024, <laughs> and... Uh, well, we know things get a little bit unhinged in February, uh, and that's what this episode's going to be a little bit unhinged. Because I am. Because this month we're asking a question which I think is an important one and deceptively simple. In that it's not simple at all. And that question is what is witchcraft? As in, what makes it magic? What makes it witchcraft? And that's that's what we're going to talk about. Now, I know we've talked about what a witch is before. But what's witchcraft? It's a different question. You know, before we start, though, what's definitely not witchcraft is my new book, The Witch and the Rose. A contemporary fantasy novel now available on Amazon, Kindle, and other bookstores if you order by ISBN. Uh, yeah, it's it, my book. It's out. Um, it's been out. Uh, and you should uh, consider reading it. It's good. Um, I'll put the ISBN on screen for the video version. And you can, of course, uh, find links to purchase in the description it's a contemporary fantasy book it's a little it's very queer it's a little bit spicy it's it's just some fun and you should read it that's i'll stop plugging it now also i just want to mention again we have the nerd and tie forums nerd and tie social if you want to talk to us talk to me and interact and you know give me your thoughts on what we talk about this episode give me your responses let me know um and uh, interact with us there because I think it's a really neat little space and it's fun and you should go there and have fun with me on the internet. It's a forum in 2024. Exciting, right? Anyways, <laughs> I really got to this uh, thinking about this um, idea earlier uh, this week when I was scrolling through uh, TikTok like you do. And uh, I saw this video where this person um, asked the question, uh, like, what, what, what is witchcraft? And they said that the things we can explain are science and everything else is, is the witchcraft. Like, witchcraft is just science we can't explain yet. I'm not going to say the name of this person. They're young, and I don't want to, like push in any direction to this poor innocent soul who definitely doesn't need my audience looking at them and and bothering them but uh it got me thinking like what so it's not witchcraft if we can explain it it got me thinking it got me thinking about how the perspective we take when we look at things and the perspective we use when we look at our actions how we use that to define what is and isn't witchcraft because there are some things that are like, this is clearly witchcraft. But it's not a black and white line. Like, it's not a clear, like, this is witchcraft, this is not. 
And I think we need to talk about it, or at least I'm going to talk about it, whether we need to or not. It's that's that's the topic for the episode. So we start out with things that are definitely witchcraft, right? There are things that are definitely witchcraft. If I go out and I cast a spell that is like I'm trying to use energy, a standard example, if I'm warding a space I live in against ghosts, right? Like I'm, I'm using some sort of warding, some sort of spell to protect my home against supernatural intrusion. That's witchcraft, right? Like there's no, <laughs> there's no attempt to, there's nothing that we can scientifically prove that any of this is working in the first place, right? Like it's 100% faith and energy based. Like this is, I believe it works. I believe in witchcraft, but this is, this is pure, nothing else going on, right? Like I'm using a magic spell to protect against a thing that is supposedly incorporeal and does not exist as a standard physical thing on our plane of existence, right? Like it's, I'm, I'm using uh, magic to protect against a supernatural thing. That is, that is witchcraft. Like there's no, there's literally no other explanation for it. There's no other category to put it in. Um, like, whether or not you personally believe I'm doing anything when I do that does not matter. It's witchcraft. But, and I don't want to explain the mechanisms for how that kind of magic actually works, because that's a far more complicated thing. Like, if we were to get in an argument about how magic works, we'd have to start breaking down every kind of magical paradigm there is for under, like, for how people fundamentally believe and understand that magic operates for those things. Like, is it using my own personal energy? Is it me channeling the universe's energy and redirecting that? Is it me trying to push the flow from the side? Is it a balance of those two? Is it some of my personal will? Some of the, is it will versus energy? Is there a difference between will and energy? Are we talking thalamic principles here? Are we... <laughs> Are we diverting the power from a god? Are we asking a god to do the thing through a deity work? Is there a difference between guiding the universe's energy and guiding a deity's energy? Is there, like, we could get down, like, this whole line. And that is still, in everything I just talked about, we're still using an energy paradigm-based thing, right? Like, still based on that. There are other magical paradigms for how magic works. If you can if you can take three witches, put them in a room, you're going to get five different opinions for how magic works. So that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not it's not that's not um we're not going to get into that cuz cuz I don't have the emotional energy for it. <laughs> but either way though, like whether we're talking any of those models like that kind of a spell that is 100%. That is just witchcraft. And the, you're doing magic, whatever that is. I mean, assuming it's doing anything, you're doing magic. But then we get into borderline scenarios. And this is where, like, you get people... There's a sound on TikTok trending like a year or two ago about spicy psychology and, and witchcraft. And that is where 
you are casting a spell through that mechanism, right? Through, in theory, this energy-based... We'll say energy-based because, like, I'm just going to use that paradigm as an example, right? Like, I'm not saying that that's the, the model you have to function from. I just think it's useful in the context of my building a hypothetical to say what the hypothetical witch is using. So, it's, um, so say a hypothetical witch is casting a spell to feel better. They have a cold, and they want to feel better. They sit there. They perform the ritual. They start feeling better. Now, there's a wonderful thing in in human biology, and I mean, obviously, I'm assuming other creatures as well, uh, but the placebo effect, right? Like, because I'm not talking about, like, getting healthier faster. I'm just talking about feeling better, right? So we're talking about reducing the symptoms and there are a couple things that can happen. First off, just having a positive attitude, the way your brain pays attention to symptoms, you will feel better when you're sick if you keep yourself positive. Not because even that you are, even when you're, like the symptoms themselves don't even have to decrease, your outlook on them can influence the way that your body notices them effectively, like the way your brain notices them, and so you will feel better. Secondly, there is the placebo effect where your body can actually have physiological changes based off of your belief to a limited extent, right? Like you're not going to cure someone of a disease, but it, their body may use its own, like be more efficient in fighting it or just relieve its own symptoms, right? Like I don't mean that the disease actually goes away because of it, but at least the symptoms can lessen because of the placebo effect in a lot of cases. I, I'm taking the most conservative uh, version of things. I'm there are people who can argue that the placebo effect can do more than that, but I'm 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 trying to keep it simple for that purpose. Now, if the placebo effect was activated by the person doing the spell, did the spell work or did the placebo effect just kick in? Was it the act of magic that did it? Or is it just the placebo effect? And I think a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of us will say the spell worked because the placebo effect kicked in. And you can say, but but there's no energy moving here. You're not actually functioning under the magical paradigm that you said. And so if I do a spell and the expect and the desired outcome happens, the spell worked. It did not necessarily work through the mechanism that I desired to make it work, but it worked. And is it any less witchcraft because an internal force, like an internal like system kicked in versus some supernatural force? A, a known natural force kicked in. Is it still magic? Is it still witchcraft? And I think there are people who will say, no, it's not. There are people in this community who will say, no, that's not witchcraft. And I, I fundamentally disagree. I think it is still witchcraft. I think that you performed a spell and it worked. Just because it didn't work the way you thought it was supposed to work doesn't mean it didn't work. And an effective spell is an effective spell. What draws us down this road even further then because 
at least you can argue with the placebo effect stuff. Like, right, like a spell on yourself to make the placebo effect kick in. That is still, you know, your brain doing a thing, making it happen. Then we move down the line further. Because I know a lot of you, I know a lot of you practice herbalism. And I got thoughts. Now, I don't know shit about herbalism. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been really clear about that. That's not a part of my practice, but it's a part of a lot of your practices. <laughs> Bree, I know for a fact it's a part of your practice. And it's this thing. It's like people consider the herbalism that they do to be a part of their witchcraft. But you are just introducing chemicals. You are just introducing these things into your body or into a person's body and they are having an effect. There's a couple of prescriptions I just picked up. I haven't even gotten home yet. These are chemicals that I'm going to put in my body for a desired effect. They are a specific controlled set of substances that have been put together, mixed just right to cause my body to do other things. Most people don't call this magic. Most people don't call this witchcraft, right? This is just medicine, right? But here's the thing. In the witchcraft community, there are a bunch of people who consider herbalism to be a major part of their magical practice, to be a major part of their witchcraft. And they will concoct things out of various herbs to create desired effects within themselves. And these are still just chemicals that we are introducing into the body for the same desired effect. There is literally no difference between taking an herb for that effect because you're introducing those chemicals and taking a medicine for that effect if it's the exact same chemicals, right? Acetosalicylic acid comes from willow bark. Acetosalicylic acid is um, aspirin, for those of you who don't know. I may have learned that from an episode of The Tick, like the cartoon. The point is how we frame what we're doing, because to me, taking my prescribed medicines from my doctor still feels like an act of witchcraft because I've chosen to frame it that way. How we frame things and how we think about things, that is a part of what makes us a witch, right? Yet, because we define one as medicism, because we have an entire industry, because we have pharmaceutical companies based around a thing, people stop thinking of it as magic. They don't view their pharmacist as a potion maker. Even though that's exactly what they are. Like... A lot of people in this community, a lot of people in this community have this kind of romanticized image of the healer, of the of the wise person at the edge of the village who uh, created the heal, you know, created healing herbs and things like that, put them together for people in time of need. And there's this romanticized idea that we are somehow the inheritors of that when we're not. The pharmacists are, and um, <laughs> it's. If you want to view what you're doing in that regard as witchcraft, great. Like, fine. Like, that's that's fine. 
Um, if you want to view that as a part of your witch trip of what you're doing, that's great. But you have to acknowledge that what you're doing is in the same category as predict prescription drugs and 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 those who like your doctor prescribing you you know <laughs> a torvastatin for your cholesterol is just as much witch witchcraft then by those definitions you know it's and I said this on uh, I think the uh, one of the episodes of Hex Positive I was on that we use the strongest magic first when it comes to like um, medicines right like it's a vaccine is a ward against a disease just because we know how it works just because we know the mechanism for how it works does not make it less effective you know it doesn't make it less magic A lot of people just want mystery. They want everything to be unknown. And to be fair, there is something wonderful about that sensation of mystery and understanding of standing at the edge of the fire where the darkness begins and staring off into it and wondering if anything's staring back. That sense of transition, that sense of mystery, I think all of us in the modern witchcraft movement, whether we want to admit it or not, are deeply drawn to it. But you can't claim to be a knowledge seeker when something feels less real to you because you've gained the knowledge of it. Right? There is a point where we have to acknowledge that there are things that have been discovered. There are things that are known. And if you feel that they become less magical to you because you know them or because someone understands it, I want you to ask yourself, why? Like many of my friends who are witches, plant gardens, right? Plant gardens, grow plants. Great. We know how plants work, right? We understand seeds. We understand why they grow. But it's still magic. That's still magical. It's still wonderful to experience it. And I think that the people need to be open to that. They need to be open to, to experiencing and to letting themselves feel the mystery in things that we already understand. Because the difference then in whether or not something is magic or whether or not something is witchcraft is all perspective and how we choose to look at it in that moment. You know, I need this to live. <laughs> like, I need this so I can eat food. Because I'm a diabetic. And, uh, that's pretty magical to me. <laughs> that's pretty magical to me.
Yeah, I'm going to tell you. It's... People need to open themselves up to the idea that understanding something is good and fine and mystery still exists even when we do understand something. Although, heck, there's stuff in... So this is the thing. This is just a little aside. Um, I think a lot of people who aren't scientifically literate don't really know that uh, there's something about science which is... Uh, there are things that are scientifically proven that... It, they're proven that we know that they work but we don't know why they work. There's actually a ton of this where like um, we say that it's scientifically proven. It's because we know consistently condition A will give you result B. And there are plenty of studies and statistical understanding it, but they don't know the mechanism. And that's and part of what then we study then is trying to find the mechanism for why it happens, why it works, why it does it. Even when we understand, that doesn't mean mystery is gone. Or that our understanding is complete. And sure it would be nice if everybody got on board. Anyways. <laughs> now that I've done that, uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in for yet another month. Um, remember, you can get episodes like this a whole week earlier if you join our Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. For just a dollar a month, you get episodes like this a week early. Um, occasionally, you get to find out about other stuff I'm working on. There are a couple of exclusive behind-the-scenes videos. I don't, I haven't been keeping up on those, but there's stuff out there right now that you can watch right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody at my, uh, which you shout out level um, of Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Claire Dennis, Caleb Burkowski, Simon Geringer, and Pamela Stariak. And uh, y'all are awesome and great because contributions of people like you are what keep this show going and coming out every month. <laughs> I remember if you can't afford to support the show, you can always follow the show on social media. You can follow me on uh, TikTok at T-R-E-G-O-R-N on Tumblr at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Technically, I still have a Twitter uh, at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I have a Mastodon. Um, I technically set up a Blue Sky, but I haven't told anyone about it, and there's no content on it, but I have an account. Um, <laughs> I have a threads that I never post to. Uh, I'm on Tumblr. Look, just find me on Tumblr. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. Um, and you can find, of course, the show itself. We have our great website at bsforwitchcraft.com, and we are part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Uh, Nerd and Tie Podcast Network includes such great other shows, such as the you know actual play shows like Let's Be Legendary and Stormwood and Associates. And uh, also, though, uh, Cool and Unusual Punishment, our true crime podcast, hosted by the wonderful uh, Tyler and Jody Haas, uh, just got uh, third in um, Volume One's Best of the Chippewa Valley for the third place in the best podcast in their annual reader poll. So, congrats, to cool and unusual punishment. And you can find all the shows at nerdtech.com, and it's it's they're good shows, guys. They're, they're they're all good shows. And remember, you can join our community at uh, nerdtech.social. 
nerdandtie.social, where you can talk to me, you can discuss this episodes. Give me your thoughts. Tell me about your thoughts on magic. You know, it's I want to know I want to know what you think about this because that would be interesting to find out. I guess that's that's interesting to find out. And again, I'm gonna plug my book again, guys. The Witch and the Rose out now. Please read my book. Read my book. Okay, I'll stop being annoying now. Um, thank you, Magicans, for tuning in for yet another month on this little weird show that we do. Um, and remember, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands. I'll talk to you, Magicans, next month. <laughs>